0: This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice.
1: So, you guys know that on April 1st, there should be another attack. Do you guys set up this trap?
2: Absolutely
1: okay yeah so you guys set up this trap this trap looks like it should be pretty good you've talked to abby zems or i'm sorry Addie is her name Addie zems um you talk to darian pringle and they're like this should work they're like if this is a creature that's at all like a panther this is the kind of thing it would be going after you put it up in where you put it up in that state forest
3: Yeah, should we set it up at the other place, too?
1: You set it up in multiple places? Sure. Sure. So you set one up in the state park. You set one up in the city park. Um, Jed Stoltzvis doesn't want to work with you guys right now. He thinks you're going to steal his alien helmet. Um, But um, here's the deal. April 1st rolls around that night. The next day, April 2nd, um, there's a report from Shane Meridue on the news.
4: University of West Central Florida student Brett Salome was found dead this morning in his dorm room on the UWCF campus. Authorities are still investigating but his death looks like it could be a homicide
1: and you see a uh, you see um, Sloan winters the detective just be like uh, be kind of walking and trying to get the camera out of his face of like yeah something really na- something really terrible happened here it was really bad and they're like could it be connected to the to the killing that happened just a couple of weeks ago in the city park and he's like well we don't we don't know at the moment but but this was this was certainly pretty bad, and we'll be looking into it. All right, Herbert is on another date with Addie Zens. Hmm, Outback Steakhouse, whose name Got I apologize is Addie. Yeah, Addie All right, so yeah, so you guys are at an Outback Steakhouse. You guys are sharing a Bloomin' onion. Um. Mm. I remember you guys had been had been it's talking about some very stuff. weird for herbert um yeah uh why i mean i have we have the obvious idea but why is this so weird for herbert to kind of be out on a date
4: oh um first date
2: and um,
4: um he's not used to getting attention from women In a positive
1: way.
2: Gotcha. Okay, so this is literally the
1: first date he's ever been on. It is. It is the one. Okay. Interesting. And, um... I think Addy kind of... Uh... You're telling her that you... Um... Have your... Uh... Your website, the Cryptologica. And, uh... That you kind of moderate this forum and um, about um, cryptozo like the paranormal, and I think that's when she's like, "So you mean aliens and stuff and ghosts?" Well, well, I um,
4: sorry to give you a rude awakening, but no, I mean cryptozoology, not aliens, these are they're they're from here just like you and I are um, but they're just not as well known and I'm kind of have a website all about it, I was um, you know I get to the front page of Reddit sometimes with some of my submissions and my subreddit certainly uh, is boasting probably around 800 maybe 900 followers right now
1: and that's more computer stuff, Reddit.
4: Um, yeah. Well, it's it's um Reddit's just a community of of friends that, that uh, all you know. It's it's really. Yeah. More computer <laughs> pats her on the head.
1: Yeah. Uh, she says, "Well, and." yeah she'll kind of like guide your hand away from that uh gesture and um she'll say well I'm his a-
4: hand then goes i am as his- directly into the tip of the blooming onion as he <laughs> as he greets his finger around the rim and gets the remaining sauce that's
1: left okay um i think that she says why well, you know i am a i am a zoologist And so, if you're saying cryptozoology, you mean like Bigfoot kind of stuff? That's is that how
5: you're talking about
4: that? The kind of stuff. That's exactly the right kind of stuff. Yeah. Talking about stuff that lives and breathes, stuff
1: that can bleed, baby. He goes. Well, I mean they're still finding species that uh, have never been discovered yet. They're usually not as exciting as Bigfoot. It's usually a hundredth different kind of beetle that lives in one particular area, or a new kind of mold that's growing on something, but... Yeah, I mean, there are real animals out there that people don't know a ton about. Well. I... uh
4: know you've probably heard this before Addy but you're also kind of growing on me much like a um, much like a, a moss that is not well known that had been named
1: alright that's you slip through that straw and then you get kind of a um, like a text message Mm-hmm. and um, it's from Mr. Welker and Mr. Welker, you've gotten this information about um, Brett Salome, the University of West Central Florida student who was killed. And uh, the University of West Central Florida is one of the locations that you guys had been looking into. And this within a month is the um, second attack on uh, like a person. Uh, the third, if you count, if you count the thwarted attack that occurred in the state far at the state forest. So, um, what is what does the text from Mister Welker say to kind of rally the team together?
2: Oh, it'll say, uh, "Dear colleagues and friends, comma, um, I, I wish you I wish you the the happiest of evenings, but I regret to inform you that." duty calls once again and lorecorp requires your services and i require your counsel so if you'd be so kind as to join me and this text goes on for like several messages because like it's like a character limit mm-hmm. at the very bottom was like if you'd be so kind to of join me uh at this location like the pancake depot at your earliest convenience i'd be most appreciative and lorecorp will be in your debt because without you lorecorp wouldn't be the company that it is all right. Sincerely and with high and warm regards, Mr. Welker.
1: Yeah. So we see a shot of Herbert kind of scrolling through and reading this like long um, corporate memo-style text message from Mr. Welker. Um, and then, yeah, he's gotten this like like you need to meet up at this at this uh, pancake depot that's essentially right across the street from the University of West Central Florida. And I think you're reading it for a while, and I think Addy says, everything okay in there?
4: Ugh. Um. Yeah, just a job, you know. Gotta pay the bills somehow. Um. I, uh, well, well, Addy, um, I might actually, well, the world might need your help, Addy. We, um, have been tracking a creature around this area. And, And, um, since you know so a lot about zoology, maybe you might be able to help us, um, identify Uh, parts of it if we get some tracks or some hair, but it's been on a rampage around here, and it just killed
1: another college student. Ooh. All right. I think we're going to pause there as she, like, you see her, like, eating a bloomin' onion strand or whatever the hell it's called. One bloomin' onion piece. One one bloomin' onion. Um, and she has that kind of like mid in her mouth and she's just kind of thinking and like 100. staring at you with what you said and she just kind of slowly crunches down as we zoom in on her face and then we switch over to Sundry Charms Who's so, that? Okay, Sundry you are back at the bar that we first saw you in in the uh, the very first shot where we met Sundry Yeah. And um, you're kind of just hanging out. You've maybe had a few drinks. You're ta- yeah, you're talking to the bartender. Um, I think the bartender is uh, like an older lady. She um, she has big kind of uh, big kind of like eighties.
5: <laughs>
1: sure. Um, I was gonna say big like 80s hair that's kind of like puffed up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: big moral compass. She, yeah, she has big, a, she has pendulous 80s hair.
1: Yeah, she has huge, huge, uh, heaving pendulous 80s hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of like she looks over and she sees that your glasses glass is empty, and without even saying anything, she just kind of points down, asking you like, Do you want another one? Keep 'em coming. She just she pours it up, gives you another two fingers of bourbon or whatever it is that you've been drinking, like hanging out drinking.
5: He's like, uh, "Hey Cheryl, leave the bottle, you'd be so kind." you will slide over like a stack of bills. She's she
1: says like something like, "Now, Roy, now, Roy, now, Roy, Roy, told me not to do that none again, but you know what." Uh, it already half empty so i figure it can't be too bad for you and she uh
5: just leaves it there with you awesome he'll take the bottle and mm-hmm. get 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 on out of there get in this car okay as you
1: go to get in your car um you pass by there's a jukebox Ooh, that they've right. got and one of the interesting things about this place is it's pretty shitty and they have a jukebox, but it is uh, not the kind of, like, big computerized one with a touch screen kind of a thing. And, like, you can see music videos playing and that kind of stuff. And it has a li- lists of thousands of songs. And you can pay extra money to move yours to the top of the deal. It's, like... Um, it's an old-fashioned one? It is an old-fashioned one. So... You had kind of walked by it assuming that it just played CDs. I don't know if you remember that, where they had the ones that looked old-fashioned, but it was CDs rather than records. Yeah. So you probably just assumed it was that, but when you go by, you're like, oh, shit, this is like an honest-to-God old uh, single-song record jukebox. And you stare at this thing. He's going to look for some Jimmy Dean on there. So you go to kind of like... Um, flip through their little catalog, and as Jimmy you go, Dean,
5: the country music singer, but also the creator of Jimmy Dean sausages.
1: Right, you got sausage on the mind after talking to Cheryl, yeah. and so, you, the yeah, pioneer, and you're you you go to not a
5: sellout like me.
1: <laughs> you go to hit the um. You go to like hit the first thing to move the little flaps over to mm. look at what other songs are available and before you even hit it um, it kicks on you see the thing like kind of engage and it pulls out a record and the record that it pulls out is your record your hit your hit Whoa. song and um it starts playing it
5: but uh it starts playing it backwards sounds even better than when you play it forward piece of shit sound and uh but, you see the ref- let's, you know, One more time, blow my goddamn brains out. I think you
1: you say that out loud, just staring <laughs> into this into this thing, and yeah. you see the re- you see a, the reflection of a man, um, kind of behind you. You just see only his face, and um, he's a man with kind of a five o'clock shadow. He has around. very he has very kind of bright eye like green eyes that you can see pretty easily in the. Um, in the jukebox, the reflection of the jukebox thing. And when you say, like, sounds even better sounds even better like this. If I gotta play that song one more time, and he just says, like, That's a shame that you gotta say something like that about something you done gave so much for. And you spin around.
5: Whoa. Good gracious fella.
1: And this guy is sitting much farther away from you than you thought. He's in fact like at the
5: bar. huh. And he's sounds kind of like, kinda like Harry Heck in the Punisher. The Tom Jane Punisher. They're like, yes. I, yep. I played you a song. Yeah, I'm gonna sing it at your funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, I can, I can kind of go with that. No, but when you turn around, you're expecting that this guy was like looking over your shoulder into the jukebox because yeah, that's so like it's how reflection. Yeah, exactly. And instead, this guy is a good like four or five feet away from the jukebox. Mm-hmm. In fact, sitting at the bar and um, he's I think wearing all black with a um, uh, he's got like a black Stetson cap on Mm. and uh, he's also just drinking um, just drinking some bourbon
5: Sundry will uh, put the bottle down and he says
1: you certainly look like somebody I've seen before
5: uh, sundry walk out over to him, and uh, say, "Well, my name's Chit Sundry. Charmed, I'm sure."
1: And he says, "Hmm, I could have sworn your name was... What is Sundry's real name?" Hmm. Uh, hmm. I remember we had said that maybe that was just his stage name, and the name that he like maybe changed it to years ago.
5: Uh. Did I already say Wade Hammond on this or was that last? You did
1: actually say Wade Hammond. Okay, good. Okay. He, he'll he'll say like
5: Are You sure it's not Wade Hammond? Oh, well, Sunder Charm's my stage name. Wade's what my papa calls me. Thought I thought I knew you from deeper than deeper down
1: than the stage
5: center, like, look at him, like, try to
1: recall where where he knows him from. This guy seems very familiar, but you
5: cannot place it. He'll be like, sir, um, I may have had a few too many bourbon, and uh, I'm mortified, but uh, I'm forgetting your name. He'll, he'll just say,
0: with that stack of bills in your pocket, and that song on the radio... Son, you only got a little while longer before you wish you'd never
1: heard it. I think you got yourself a message. And then at that point, you realize your phone is, like, vibrating like crazy. Oh, shit. And you look down, and it's that, like, long, meandering corporate memo text from Mr. Welker. Um, and you're like kind of doing throws his phone on the floors for you maybe maybe that's the case it's that long meandering message Um and maybe you're doing some math of like what the hell's going on right now what do I need to pay attention to and when you look up that guy's just not there
5: at all well all right I'll get his phone and be like hey Brenda will you see where that man in the, the black stetson went She's like, my
1: name's Cheryl. You're too drunk to drive.
5: <laughs> you, <laughs> hey, you,
1: you don't talk to me about how drunk I am. You gave me the damn bottle. And she's like, you're going to get my ass fired and your ass kicked out of here for life. Charms. And so that's where we leave those two like yelling <laughs> at each other. So we are going to get a glimpse of Ashton at home. So can you maybe give us some info about Ashton's, um, like where he lives, what his home situation is?
3: Uh, I feel he's just in a, like a studio apartment somewhere.
1: Okay. Is that apartment kind of downtown? Is it close to the University of West Central Florida campus? Does he have a roommate? Hmm.
3: So, he's an intern, so he's trying to save as much money as possible. Oh, maybe he just, he's trying to find a roommate, but it hasn't happened, especially in a studio apartment, that'd be hard. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel it's like downtown's like the shittiest kind of, he, he's on like the fifth floor or something.
1: Okay. Okay. So he's... He's on like a, he's in a fifth-floor studio apartment. He set up like um, kind of a divider in the room to be like, all right, when I get a roommate, that's where they'll live. Yeah, in that side of the room. Um, and the place is so small that you would have to only have a twin bed. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and he doesn't even have a closet;
3: it's just one of those like wheely racks. And he okay. has his, like three suits on.
1: Cool. Yeah, he's got his, like, business attire outfit and then his, uh, what we see is the d- the date outfit from when we first encountered him. Yeah. And the um, this
3: suit that he's been wearing, like, on the character sheet thing. Okay. It's, like, ill-fitting. It's, like, way too big for him.
1: And then, um...
3: That was his Easter suit from when he was a teenager.
1: Yeah. it's Oh, it's way, it's way too big or it's way too small and he's outgrown it. Oh, no, it's still way too big. Oh, it's still way too big. Like, he'll grow into this, and he
3: just has never grown.
1: He looks like David Byrne from The Talking Heads with the comically large suit. And, um, okay, so I think um, we kind of see you, and your phone goes off. But it's not a text message. It is a phone call from Ashton Green's mother. He's like, oh, I hate answering phone. Okay, sure like hey oh hey mom and uh do you have any particular opinion about what ashton's mom is supposed to be like um
3: only that he's a crazy mama's boy
1: okay so she uh when you hear when we hear her talking she's like ashton ashton she's like she says have you been has everything been okay up there? I heard there was a. I heard that a boy got killed in the park, and that park is only is is what right next door to you. It is not at all right next door. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, mom. Actually, um, the company I'm working for is uh,
3: like trying to fix that right now. It's really good. It's uh, I mean, they're pretty pretty important, and they're they're gonna fix it right up. They put so much, I mean, money and just experts into it. I'm sure that's not even gonna be a. And it's just a lot of rumors anyway,
1: I don't know. You you don't have to worry, don't, I mean, <laughs> it's nothing. What is this new job that you got? What is this oh company God. that you're working for?
3: Mom, I told you, it's that really big company that's set up here. It's Lorecore, uh, they make the band-aids and stuff. The people that
1: make the detergent? Yeah, hmm and, they, and they're having you look into a, they're having you look into a a Murder? I didn't say that.
3: No, they're looking into it. They have experts there.
1: I'm just filing paperwork and stuff. She says, you know, at any point, if you if you need to, your uncle Arthur can help you out. He's got a company that you can work for. He does insurance for he does insurance for companies involved in moving uh, moving the soda water gas from one place to another. They don't even move it. It's just insurance for the companies that move the gas from one place to another. And it's not regular gas like goes in the car. It's the kind that makes the bubbles in soda.
3: Um, I know you've told me a hundred times. Listen, that's a dead end job. It, I mean, he's really nice. It's really cool. But this place, I actually have room to grow. This is gonna be amazing. Your uncle it, Arthur your is uncle family. Arthur. Yeah, but listen, I have a whole dream board and, like, I'm moving right up. Like, this is exactly where I want to be. In, like, a year or two, they're going to start paying me. I mean, paying me a whole lot is what I meant by
1: that. And it's going to be totally fine. I don't,
3: I I'm don't i going to be able to pay I you back pay. all those loans. Like, don't even worry about it.
1: I just don't want to see you get stuck in another situation like you had before, where it was um, where it turned out that you were just volunteering, and then later on that they paid you per uh, per sandwich that you ordered when you had to drive around when you still had that car from before.
3: Don't come on! It's been so long since I was a sandwich artist, but I still have those skills, and they worked really well in my resume. So, I mean, come on.
1: All right. Well, anyway,
3: but, I mean, speaking of that, could I get another
1: loan? She's like, just just for the next four or five months. She's like, well, what what do you need? Do you need groceries? I'll send you a care package. Hold on, mom. It's just just an earth
3: early birthday present. I mean, it's just like I mean, right around the corner, seven months from now. It's nothing.
1: Yeah, I think as she's like listing that stuff off, one of the things that happens is um, she says like, oh, it sounds like a country. It sounds like a country music song, the way you're listing those things off, like uh, like a she says, like like a Garth Brooks or a Sundry Charms song. You know, I used to be a big fan of his when I was uh, when I was younger. Uh, I mean, who isn't? She'll be like, "Did I ever tell you I saw him at such and such a such and such a place when I was uh, like uh, before you were born? That was when you could that was when you could go go to such and such places without it costing an arm and a leg." Now, how much did you say that this was that you that you're going to need? And I think as you're talking to her, that's when you get Mister Welker's uh, memo. Is this in the like the morning? Or something? Um, I think it is later that night or. It is later that night or very early the next morning.
3: Okay, so is just saying like,
1: um,
3: "Meet me now"
1: or just meet me. Like what, Carl? How much urgency did you? How much? Ur- fuck it. Uh, there's some urgency sauce put on this. Meet me right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, in that it just case, it takes he's a, like, a
1: minute to get to the urgency out of the corporate memo yeah. style. In that case, Ashton is um, just, oh, all right, Mom. Yeah.
3: I, yeah, you're a big music lover. That's really cool. Um, and I, I'll look into those uh, those Garth Brooks songs. But, um, I, you know, I really got to go. My phone's about to die. Um, but it's really nice to talk to you. You know, I got to get ready for work. Um, but yeah, you know, you're the best. I love
1: you. All it's right, great.
3: And, I, and I'm going to pay you back for all those.
1: Don't even worry about it. I'm keep, keeping a list. Yeah, and she's, I think you're kind of like, we leave the scene with you as she's kind of like, your phone's dying, you're at your apartment, just plug it in, kind of a thing, and uh, yeah, we kind of like cut away from there, and we meet everybody at the, um, I think we skip the scene at the Pancake Depot, and we instead have all of you at the university itself. Cool. Right? Does that kind of make sense rather than be like you guys meet up, you chat, chat about what you don't know, and then you go look for stuff. Um. So, so I think all four of you are at the University of West Central Florida, um, specifically at a um at like oh the residence halls or like the dorms basically, and um at one of them there are indeed a whole bunch of cops, and pretty quickly we encounter um, uh, Officer Mason again. Officer Mason and uh, Jesse, the other officer that had been with her before at the park. And they're kind of standing there. And um, when they see you guys, they, they're they like, whoa, this one's... I think Officer Mason's like, this one's still hot, guys.
2: <clears throat> That's perfect, Miss Ms. Mason. That's exactly how we'd like it. Um, it's a pleasure to see you again. I'm sure you remember my associates like giving a sweeping gesture of his arm mm-hmm. says we're here to help just like Laura Cor always is. She's
1: like, well, this one is still a crime scene that they're still looking into. So I can call the, call the detective over, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if he's, he might be too busy right now.
5: Yeah. No need to call them. We're just here to help. We'll She's stay like, out of his way.
1: Um, well, let's see. Hold on. So, could somebody go ahead and roll investigate a mystery for oh, me? I was going to
5: roll manipulate someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you, wanted, if you want
1: to, if you want to, like, get her to let you into this thing.
2: Yeah. yeah show a little chest hair, yeah. sundry. That's
1: right. That,
5: that works. It's like, this one's still so hot. I'm like, you talking about me? <laughs> Hold on. I got a total of seven. Got a total of seven. All right.
1: So you get that kind of middling response, where um. Oh, I think that this I think that makes it pretty easy where she's like, Yeah, uh I'll call I'll call Detective Winters up to meet you, but stay close stay close with him because um if anything gets messed up at this one, they're gonna hand us our asses.
5: Uh sure thing, ma'am. Hate to see you lose that asses. And uh yeah, the the guy next
1: door, Jesse who you don't know if that's his first name or his last name is like, is like hitting their ass where they handed that the way. That kid lost his ass. Am I right? Like he makes kind of an off color joke <laughs> at a like, like a Jerry Orbach style joke at a in a law and order episode. If Jerry Orbach was like, Oh yeah, this kid got shot. I need that. Like I need a hole in the head. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, I wasn't even very clever. Um, but yeah, so you guys are able to kind of head in, and just from kind of surveying the area, I'm just gonna have uh, Officer Winters meet up with you guys, and then we can go from there based on what you want to do. Oh, uh, I thought he was a detective. I guess he got demoted. Sorry, Detective Winters. You're right. I'll have I'll have Detective Sloan Winters, who again is played by Dean Winters, Dennis Duffy from Thirty Rock. Um, he kind of meets up with you guys, and he's still wearing like plastic gloves, so and rich. Um, he's like, he says, whoa, you guys are here a lot quicker than, uh, I expected. I figured you'd come, I figured you'd come by, but I thought, and he looks at his watch. He's like, I thought you'd at least give me till, uh, till, till after I had lunch tomorrow to, uh, to sort this out and go through this with you. There's a killer on the loose. We're not fucking around. And he says, yeah, there's something on the loose and it's a killer for sure.
2: Detective Winters, you're holding to your theory that this is a stray dog?
1: And he's like, he's like, if it's a dog, it's the biggest damn dog I ever heard of. But yeah, it's something. He's like, that scene up there, that whatever, whatever did this wasn't, this isn't a regular murder. And I've seen some rough stuff. And we got a, about a half dozen witnesses that said they saw the thing.
2: Oh, um, could we speak to these witnesses? what do they see?
1: So um, he'll just tell you they said they saw they said they saw a big animal, maybe a dog, maybe a bear, something huge. Doesn't quite fully make sense to me, but if you see that crime scene, it will. Mm. Um, you guys can try to talk to the witnesses to get like some kind of further clarification on stuff, but that's like the basics of he'll just tell you that because it's gonna be like he's not going to be able to keep that off of the news.
2: Good enough. I mean, if they don't have information on where it went, then uh, I'll turn to the rest of the team and say, "Um, you want to skip straight to uh, examining the body?"
5: I mean, some of us could talk to him, and uh, you guys could take a look on that old forensic shit. I know how much Dark Blades love that. Uh, that old, uh, you know, CSI mumbo jumbo.
2: Mr. Blade, are you amenable to that suggestion?
4: Dark Blade is flipping a butterfly knife in his hand.
2: <laughs> Expertly or poor he's
4: poorly? He's Poorly, very poorly. poorly.
1: <laughs> he's, he's, just,
2: he's, he's just flipping it back dig.
5: and forth. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. just open, close, open, close <laughs> over and over again. And oh, yeah. Says, yeah. He
5: just says, What?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: what? De- Detect- Detective,
1: Winter- Detective Winters is just staring at you. <laughs> like
2: Uh, i'll say i'll whisper to him genius takes many forms come with me mr blade we will we'll see what we can see with your uh with your keen eyes and sharp mind how about mr uh mr green why don't you go with uh your old our old old man charms and um see what the, the witnesses have anything to say
5: that makes sense you know when talking to him Man to man, college student to college student, it could uh, could shake something loose.
2: Mister. Welcome, nod vigorously and sort of like gently pat you off in his direction.
5: I'm great with women, so I have... yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I hope
5: that if will play come in handy, Mister. Blade. But uh, dark Plays, If we if we see any women, we'll let you know.
1: Okay, so uh, Mr. Welker and Herbert are going to investigate the actual, uh, like the body and the scene of the crime, and then Sundry and Ashton are going to talk to witnesses. That's
2: the plan. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. I think I think Detective Winters is kind of looking at you guys, and he's like, turns to Welker and says, "Rain Man, better not scare off any of my witnesses, and you guys better not mess up this crime scene." Wait, which one is Rayman? He's meaning dark ladies.
5: Oh, don't worry. We won't let him near anyone. I'll, I'll say, um, we will say, so we're
2: like walking up. I'll say, uh, I will, I'll keep him close. You don't have to worry about him. He's a consummate professional.
1: All right. So, um, Dean Winters <laughs> wants to stick, not Dean Winters. I'm sorry. Detective Sloan Winters wants to, the character, not the
5: actor. The actor. Yeah, promoted. Yeah.
1: Dean? You're on double secret
5: probation.
1: Yeah, exactly. He uh, he suspends all of you. No murdering
5: uh, these kids. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Detective Sloan Winters, not the actor that plays him, Dean Winters. Um, Sloan Winters uh, wants to stick by you guys and have you guys like in basically he wants to watch you guys to make sure you don't fuck anything up. All right. Um so I just want to put that out there. I don't know if that should be like another manipulate role because you just got a role to come in here and you know that he wants you to That's fine. stick yeah. around. So I think that that's just like a looming problem that could occur if there are any hiccups is that he, like, he gets real pissed off in this situation.
5: We could just take the cops with us so that some of us are with the cops and some of us are with uh, Detective Winters. That could actually work out. Sandra will suggest as much. So, like, all right. If you'd care for that. Let's have you guys make these rolls and see
1: how this stuff goes. Because maybe if these go really badly, maybe they're like, no! And in fact, leave.
2: Alright, so how about, Mr. Blade, you make the roll for our uh, investigation part of this.
4: Alright. 2d6, baby. So 2d6 plus your Google's sharp score. For me. Come on. Yeah. So I got a, got a nine.
1: Nice. All right. You got a nine. Can I um, help you to make
2: it a perfect success?
1: You can. So actually, Herbert, how... Though you got to tell me, how are you investigating this crime scene with this uh, murder scene?
4: Well, um, Herbert has... Uh, Herbert sees the world very differently than other people. He... It was a gift that he was born with. And he starts off he by... Yeah. Some might call it a curse, but he is, he's learned to make it a, make his curse do his greatest strength. So he looks around the room. He, um, he sees all the people that are... You know, um, all the traffic that's gone by the body and where the blood splatters are. And he goes where those people haven't gone, which is over onto the sofa. He sits down on the sofa. He um, starts. Okay, uh, so, he,
1: so he basically just to, to, to speed this along, he yeah. uh, his method of investigating to figure out what others couldn't figure out is to essentially be like, what if I just lived here? And kind of like does what other people wouldn't like like tries to naturally involve himself in the scene so that he yeah. becomes one with it
4: yeah yeah
1: awesome exactly. okay
4: cool and and he can stick his hand you know he's he even like pulls out a bag of of um of fried at barbecue fritos and he's eating them one falls down into the crack of the, the awesome. sofa
2: okay so in the scene Carl, how does he starts
4: different? digging his hand in there, <laughs> looking for the Frito?
2: Yeah, I need to know how this ends, Austin. All right, does he find the Frito?
4: The Frito is covered in hair. Well, what kind of hair? This isn't cat hair, and certainly there there wasn't any kind of a, a cat feeding dish or or uh, bowl. Hints any kind of pets ever living here. He removes. <laughs> the sofa pillow
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm gonna give you a thing Mr. is like watching all this like rapt attention there's like a single bead of sweat coming down from like his hairline he looks like he's disarming a bomb (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, what so how does Mr. Welker help uh, Mr. Blade arrive
2: at a 10 I feel like just like how utterly (laughs) entranced and seriously he takes him with like sort of like be something that detective winter there sees. should be dna oh God, on this this really like put together guy who i can like liaise with very well like has the utmost respect for this guy's process and if he cares as much about it maybe he's onto something
1: okay so that's that's pretty good so you yeah you are you basically a uh, confidence man comes sit like, on no, the couch watch him do his magic yeah yeah and every time Dean Winters is like you can't touch that you can't blah 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 you need to blah you need he keeps going to do that and he like looks at you and sees how intently you're like yes this (laughs) does mean something Dean Winters is like I'm sorry Sloan went detective Winters um, stops yeah I know
2: yeah and if I want like if if Blade like asks someone to go sit on the couch with him like I'll like look over at Winters be like he's in the middle of his process you gotta do this
1: he, again, he, Winters keeps like going to talk and then he stops himself I mean, thinking like, maybe if he can them. find something <laughs> alright, so Dark Blade 69 Herbert Mock you've got a list of questions there um, but let me just tell you what's obvious in the room, first of all there is a tremendous quantity of blood all over the place there is also the um, uh, like eviscerated corpse of a young man uh, his chest cavity has been absolutely, oh, the body's probably not still there or maybe it's covered with whatever, but, uh, you can see like photos, um, or no, you guys got there very quickly. Let's say the body is still there, um, which is crazy that they let you in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Detective Winters is like, do not touch anything. And as you're doing this, he's like, oh God. Um, his nose starts bleeding. No, but yeah, you can see the eviscerated body of a young man. Um, a large chunk of his like face has been torn off. It's pretty grisly. Um, and you can also see that the window has been like destroyed. Uh, and in fact, it's like just a tarp has been kind of put in place to not have like wind or if it were to start raining, like rain come in here, anything like that. Also to not allow people down below, even though this is on the third story of this building to not allow anyone to possibly from the other buildings be able to look in here and see this nightmare. Um, But yeah, that's the scene that is dead obvious to anybody who walks in this room. Luckily you've got Dark Blade 69 on your hands. Darkblade, what are you what's one of your questions that you wanna ask about investigate a mystery?
4: Oh. oh I wanna know. Where did it go? Where did it go? I wanna push all this hair together and smell it. Yeah. I wanna know where it's gonna where where did it go?
1: Okay, so you want to know where it went? Um, The easy answer is it jumped out the window and destroyed the window as it left. Um, And I'll say that based on what other people put together from interviews with folks, you guys can piece together that it ran off in such and such cardinal direction. Let's say south. It ran south, um, which is toward... The city park that is an abutment to the university. Or not an abutment to, but like is very nearby the university. Okay. So you're like, huh, that would probably be that way. And you remember, you're like, you're like, wolf-like animals are very territorial and will often attempt to return to their dens. All right. Um... You get another question. Because you got a ten. What Thanks to Mister Welker. What can hurt it? Okay. Looking around, I'm gonna tell you, you don't. You're not able to answer that question.
4: Okay. All right. New question. Okay,
1: go for it. I just what don't What is see being Ella. concealed here? What is being concealed here? Uh, pretty quickly, you're able to be like, wait a minute. This dude is naked. And you realize he's not naked because his clothes were ripped asunder. (laughs) (laughs) He's nude. Uh, In fact, his clothes are like kind of thrown in one area, one corner of the room. And if you go over to the to that area, you see this guy's shirt, some cool dude jeans. Let's say they're, I don't know, Levi's or Wrangler's, but good ones. Maybe went to Lucky and really splurged. Speaking of splurge, you also when you are when you're over there at the couch, you're like, "What's in here? A Frito? What's in here? A Frito bag wrap? Up, that's a condom wrapper." And uh, you notice uh, somebody look over here. Yeah, Uh, and um... I'm
4: gonna. So yeah, he's gonna stumble upon the condom. Pina Colada flavor. Someone was going to get their dick sucked. I want you all to know that Pina Colada is a delicious condom flavor. It's one of the fuse that uh, hides the latex uh, aftertaste of putting a condom in your mouth. But flavored condoms aren't used for vaginal intercourse traditionally. <laughs> Because even with all of the 25,000 nerve endings in a woman's vagina, there is not one that can taste peanut water.
1: <laughs> and, and Detective Winters is just like, I think Mr. Welker looks over at him and his mouth is just agape. Like, just in shocked <laughs> awe of what he's experiencing right now. And he's like, that's amazing. We got just, a gay Panther <laughs> on our hands. Boys. <laughs> and, you're, and yeah, I think uh Herbert is like, yeah, and I when can also I can like tell fruit. he's <laughs> Yeah, and Herbert's like, I can tell that it the that uh that this this wear beast was gay because look over there. There's a bra and a pair of ladies' panties <laughs> and a pair of sh- ladies' shoes, <laughs> just like a gay guy would wear. And he says something like really ridiculous. <laughs> And, um, uh, again, um, Detective Winters (laughs) is just absolutely stunned by what he's hearing being said. Um, But he, like, snaps his fingers and gets somebody over over here. I didn't see that. He's, like, basically gets the forensics people back in and is like, you need... How did we miss this? It was just in the couch cushions. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they start getting, he's like, okay, we got to get out of this room because now they got to, they have to entirely sweep all this stuff again. So yeah. So now, but, uh, yeah. Detective Winters is like, good job, Rain Man.
5: Good job. And we
1: hop over to Ashton Green and Sundry Charms out on the, uh, there's like a little water feature, um, there's uh, there's some like paramedics with some kids who are like drinking either like hot coffee or something like that, like very clearly look like, oh I've seen some crazy stuff tonight, and um, there's other, they're, they're still filling out like statements or that kind of thing, or like maybe talking with a person. Um one of the other officers who's there,
5: Sundry will say to Ashton, well, kid, uh, uh, truthfully, I was a little drunk and still uh, uh, you know, kind of nervous around that detective, so uh, I just want to get out of there. This is your show. I'll help out however I can.
3: Oh all right, well, don't worry because. Uh... Uh, Abraham Jones the college student who's majoring in accounting and women's studies is on the case wink <laughs>
5: that's my boy
1: alright so um, you go to talk to these you go to talk to these folks and kind of get some info out of them sure all right. And are these all are these all college
3: students as well?
1: Yeah, I think all of them are college students that were there for this. So yeah, he just like kind of swagger's in, it's like, "Oh, hey college bros. What's up? How's your classes?" So, I think this is also just investigative mystery. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Okay. Mr. Go
3: Spencer, for- can you
1: believe it? Go for it. Uh, Who's rolling? It sounds like you, as you're the one kind of engaging with them. All
3: right, Uh, pretty good. That's a sharp roll, I think. Right? Is this
1: investigating a mystery? Yes. Unless you think it's another roll would be more appropriate. Uh, What if I'm kicking ass? Are you attacking these kids with them attacking you back?
3: Yes. that's the only real way to get information out of them.
1: That's true. No, I got a ten. <laughs> you got a ten. All right. So you go to talk to these, <laughs> talk to these kids, and um, I'm not going to give them a specific personality. They're just kind of resources for you to speak with. And um, they can kind of go through the evening to tell you what you want. Uh, what are you, what are, What questions do you want to know the answers to? And I can kind of craft their testimony to try to answer those questions.
3: So, these were eyewitnesses to this attack, or
1: what? So, the big thing is they saw this thing escape the... Um, they're college students that basically live in this, like, little complex of dorms and have some kind of knowledge about it, depending on what you, what you want to know. But they at least saw this thing escape and gave Detective Winters, like, a description of the creature.
3: Okay. And we got that description.
1: You got or the basic... Kind of- you got a basic description of it was a huge animal from Detective Winters. And
3: so is this one of those things where we're trying to
1: confirm information we already have, or what? You could connect some dots. um, Based on... Based on uh, the dilemma from last time, I will tell you that they will describe something that seems very similar to what um, Ranger Pringle described as having uh, come upon those hippies in the forest. And we already know where it went theoretically. Um... So they can, like, kind of further give you that information of, like, oh, we saw it go off that way in the south, and you know, yeah, oh, you we know,
0: it's to the park, though, right? So, south we of know here. The other thing.
1: So, we, you, yeah, you already know that south of here is like X number of blocks south of here is that city park. It's the, uh, what, Canolio Park or something? Caniola Park, yes. Caniola, that's it's, Um. <laughs>
3: Okay, how about this one? What can it do? They would know that, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what can it do? They know that this thing. Uh, one or two of them were like, "Oh, I was out here studying, and uh, with uh, with with such and such, this other person who also verifies this story, and they saw this huge creature that kind of looked like, uh, like." like if a cat and a bear had a baby with each other and it jumped out of that window and they said it bursted, not bursted, it burst out of the window. And if you look up at where it was, it clearly jumped out, not only of the window and like the glass part of the window, but also like destroyed a chunk of the wall as it leapt leapt out. And it jumped out of this like three-story thing and they'll point over to where it landed and where it landed is like massively far. It's like at least like fifty to sixty feet from that building where it just had this crazy leap. Um, and then they're like, and then it almost like just bound out of here going south. So they can tell you like it is incredibly strong, um, and can leap these kind of vast distances. Um, we heard it like roar, um, but afterwards we just it just. St- ran off silently. So you know it's very, very strong, it can be very quiet, and it can leap significant distances.
5: Sounds like a banter.
3: Yeah, so he... There's like that shot of his little notebook, and he circles... Or underlines, maybe, like... Jumps really good. And then, uh... Really strong. Then adds... I'm
1: um, stealthy. Okay, and then you, you get another question as well, right? Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, do you have any uh, Lee that could work? Sundry has no, a never heard
5: of the song uh, "That Cat Won't Hunt."
1: Is that a is that a song that would be popular now? Oh no! And they're like, a lot of them are like, "I've never heard of that one." Is that the song by? <laughs> S- scridgy, <laughs>
0: Man,
1: they're like, yeah. So you're you're talking about that, and they're um, and they're like, oh, one of them will ask, who? They, I think one of them will ask you, like, who was that? Brett? That's Brett's room, right? The cat one, No, that's Buck Owens. And, do we, do and, we
3: know
1: that person's name? Uh, I think you guys already do, yes. Was it Brett? You know, <laughs> yes, it's Brett Salome. Oh, right. Salome. I remember that. Um, hmm. uh, yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. This is going to be you know crazy. I, I mean, I know him. Kind, We're not real good friends, but I mean, we were just at that. We were just at a party, like at the be- very beginning of the night. Oh man! That's oh yeah, be... well,
3: man. I mean, I I was invited to a bunch of parties that night too, but you know, I had to, you know, do some do some workouts. But what? Which party were you talking about? Which one and was that? Like, oh,
1: oh, the party over at the party in such and so and so's room. I mean, oh, so and uh, hey? Yeah, and. Somebody else is like, wait, you mean the party up on the on the, the third floor over in Building B? They're like, yeah, that's that that's that's the one. Forget the name of the guy who had the party. It's the dude with the, uh, he's the dude with that really thin beard. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, Brett was at that party. Oh man, I know he was with uh, he was hanging out with that girl. What's her name? Birdie. Roberta? Something like that. So you know that uh, this guy Brett was hanging out with specifically just before um, this attack with someone named Birdie or Roberta. And you'd wager Birdie is short for Roberta. And the person's like, yeah, I think they may have even left together.
5: Mm-hmm. Who's
1: this uh, Roberta girl? Where's she from? Oh. I think... Hmm. So, yeah, there's a person who like the cops are talking to, and they're... Um, it's a man in his later 30s or early 40s, and he's looking just like, oh my god, I can't believe this, I can't believe this, and he's wearing a UWCF polo, and it says like, residence life. Um, huh. and he's like, oh, and when you go to, to, you can go and talk to this guy, I think. And, yeah. um, yeah. So let's have you, yeah, you know, you're going to have to get this information from this guy. So let's go ahead you have you do a manipulate a person role, because if you talk to this dude, he's like, well, I can't share that information with, with you, sir. I'm sorry. Uh,
5: another seven. Another seven. All right, so um, er. they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show you mean it.
1: Yeah. This uh, this guy's name is Dave Westerman.
5: I'm like Dave. I want. Wait, to hold on. Let's great, no. Let's let's give this guy sense. a different name because oh, I may that. have.
1: I may but have. Can it also be Dave? Yes, it can be Dave, but I think I may have used Deb Westerman in a in the first session. So, how about Dave Muncie?
5: Like, Dave... I once toured with a great singer named Dave. And, uh... If you're anything like him, you're a good guy. And, uh... Let me tell you, we're good guys, too. Um... We're just looking to, uh, find this woman a protector, because there's a killer on the loose. So if any, anything you could tell us about Bertie, we would surely appreciate it. Hmm. And he's uh, strongly hinting that he toured with Dave Matthews Band. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, and he's like, I don't know. These restrictions are a real
5: ball and chain. I know. Uh, I know, Dave. And I wouldn't want to crash into you But, uh, I think, I think we can work something out here. he's like, you're, oh,
1: this is, this is the deal that this guy makes is he'll say like, um, I mean, I can, I can give you some of this information, but you're, you're going to have to be, um... Ooh, yeah, this guy, let's say, is kinda he does a thing that seems maybe like smarmy, or maybe he's just like so ill equipped to handle this. He's a person who seemed like he uh, maybe had everything in control beforehand and thought everything was fine and I know exactly what to do. And now this is like, oh my god, I can't possibly think about what to do and how to do this stuff. Um He basically says, you know, if you'll contact the uh the parents of the of the people involved in this on my behalf, I will be fine to give you that information. Basically, like if you'll take on this uh, task of being like, hello, I have to tell you that your son or daughter was involved in this crazy thing and kind of deal with that guff from them. Dave, we'd be happy to do that. He's like, Tied to me tight. Yeah. I'm not super familiar with Dave Matthews, but he just goes, then he goes, (laughs) he does that for a little bit. Uh, And he's like, uh, he'll give you the information for um, Brett Salome, uh, Roberta Hellinger, and then a bunch of other people who aren't important. Brett Salome was the victim who was killed. Um, he's from, uh, like, let's say he was from another city in Florida, maybe Tampa. Okay, so he was from he was from Tampa, Florida, and um, but Roberta Hellinger is from Treefield. the town you guys had been investigating, where you know Jed Stoltzfuss's ranch has encountered at least one, often two um, attacks on his cattle uh, each month for about a year or so, and you know that his ranch is an abutment to the state park, uh, Swampshead State Forest, uh, where there have also been one or two attacks on animals, and only a little while ago there was an attack or a, po- a possible attack on some hippies
5: and instead a boar got mangolated. hey ash um, you know this information we got here maybe we should go back to dark dark lord uh, let him uh investigate this stuff. He, he might be able to find something out about it of course you know we could all just go back to that town just you and me you know um just the two of us. Check it out. Uh,
3: back to refill.
5: Look, son, I know you got you got your whole life ahead of you, and you got this all figured out. So whatever you want to do, I'll support you.
1: There seems to be something weird going on with Mister Charms, Ashton. Do you want to look into that? Or do you want to just chalk that up to, he's an old man. Uh, he's not really that old, but like, like oh, he's he's just a, a a drunk guy. Do you mean weird in that he's trying to be my dad? <laughs> so in that he keeps making all these references about you that you are... Uh...
5: I don't know what you're talking about. It's normal. Yeah. So Is that what... what
1: you mean, or...? That is what I mean, and I'm asking, do you want to roll possibly read a bad situation to figure this out? To figure out if he's my dad or Read a good (laughs) situation, So, well, based based on what we set up, at least he thinks he is your dad, and you do not know that. So, to get the information that maybe he thinks he is your father, do you want to get that information, or do you want to skip that for now?
3: No, I think it's way more interesting if Theus doesn't know, right?
1: I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't know, eventually we'll have to run into him learning. Do you depends, want that? Depends do you how want, long this game is gonna go. Right. Do you want a clue about that now, or some kind of thing there now? Uh, or do you want sure. to just be like, this guy's weird? Okay. Yeah, no,
3: that's fine.
2: Sundry's not <laughs> long in this
3: world, son. Uh, so you want me to roll, read a bad situation
2: about
1: that? Yes, which is also sharp.
2: Beat a dad situation. That's good. <laughs> okay. That was
1: good.
3: So, an eight.
1: You got an eight. All right. You get to ask one of these questions. <laughs> uh,
3: and why was I rolling this? Because I felt he was being weird?
1: Yes. He was being very, very weird. Because there's no read a person in this game. So instead, the situation I think is there's something off with sundry charms that makes the situation bad.
3: Uh, did you have a question that you had in mind when you asked me to roll this? I don't know. Are anybody's... there any
1: da- are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Sure. All right. No. Um, <laughs> no, there aren't. Never mind. Um, uh, Where bunny? No. The are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Sundry is talking like a man. Um, who Sundry's talking like somebody who has something like very hidden and um, especially is talking like somebody who um, is you would wager is almost living on borrowed time like the way he's kind of talking is the way people you're like re- thinking back to movies you've seen and TV shows that you've watched and it's like that's how characters who are dying of some disease talk where it's like I don't have much longer Martha I just want you to know that I believe in you like he's saying a lot of these things and you're like this is weird what's this guy hiding and why is he talking like he's gonna uh, like walk into the river
0: This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included Inspiring Corporate by Scott Holmes, Fire by The Inventors, and Q5 Dark, Somber Sad, Spooky Ambient by Solar Flare. Additional voices for this episode include Steve Arthur as Shane Meridoux. Additionally, you've got the music of Sundry's song. Music by Ron Ernest, and lyrics by austin smith and alex ernest
1: so uh as you as you clamp onto this uh college guy's nipples uh i'm a battery a jumper cables attached to a battery you're like talk to me you son of a bitch i don't care about your diplomatic immunity mm-hmm. um that plays in ashton's head for a moment you're, you're like oh which lethal weapon was that from i mean
3: i have to pt so that sounds fine
1: okay any other thoughts
2: Uh, where can I find pina colada flavored condoms?
4: Hi, Shane Meridue again with the news from the award-winning Channel 5 news team. What? No? What do you mean we haven't won- we didn't win any awards? Alright, fuck you then. Can I work here?
3: Thanks. Amateurs.